0: Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding.
1: Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 212 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth.
1: And I'm Carly. Carly.
0: And we are here, as always, to talk about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. Carly, you have had a rare week at home, but what have you been up to?
1: Yes, I am uh, on a little slight travel sabbatical until uh, next week, but I'm going to be doing some uh, fun things out in California. But I did go to the movies for the 30th anniversary showing of Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, how was that?
1: It's fun to see it on the big screen. I mean, it's sure. crazy first off that it came out 30 years ago.
0: I know. <laughs> Tell it's me about it. <laughs> insane.
1: The movie still holds. It's my perfect like 90 minute time. You know, it's like it's with the peak of movies for me it was back then where I didn't have to sit for over yeah. two hours. Uh, great to see it in the big screen. I've only seen it on uh, the Disney Cruise Line and their movie theater. Yes. So yep. It's just fun. You know, something to do. Love the AMC pass.
0: It, it okay. is it is amazing uh, to me how uh, over the last few years that has gone from a very obscure cult item to something that has uh, really like had a whole second life that I'm sure the people involved in it never thought it would 10 years ago.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, 50% of little kids during October are wearing a Hocus Pocus shirt right. everywhere you go. <laughs> right. It's crazy. So I love that. Uh, I also went to uh, Carowinds to check out some of their daytime oh, wow. Halloween yeah. offerings they have a new parade that was really good uh, so highly recommend and they have lots of you know blood bags you can get them during the day <laughs> Halloween snacks they have the cotton uh, leg which we've talked day, about
0: daytime blood bag sounds like a recipe for a, a bad headache I,
1: I do one blood bag a season they're just like <laughs> sugar bombs I had mine a couple yeah. of weeks ago I'm good there were a lot of people drinking them power mm. to them
0: more power to them yeah. um i also uh had a trip to the movies this week i got to attend blumfest 2023 mm-hmm. on behalf of uh attractions magazine uh, i got to cover it for uh i i would say twitter but now it's x uh and also uh if you have hop on over to our youtube channel uh, the highlight of the event for me was they had a Q&A yes. uh, with uh, Mike Aiello and Laura Salls and Charles Gray, uh, three of the creatives behind Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, and they took audience questions uh, about the event. Uh, obviously, they are not allowed to reveal anything about future events. Uh, but they did have a very interesting question from an audience member uh, where they confirmed that, uh yes uh, Dr Oddfellow is an icon yes Boris Schuster is an icon um and uh I know it got some reaction on our uh, socials when we posted that so go ahead and watch the full video uh for the context uh it was a great event we also got to see the unrated version of Megan on the big screen and we got to uh, see *Exorcist: Believer* on its premiere day. So yes, that was, I want to uh, see that.
1: What are your thoughts?
0: Um, my thoughts was first of all, uh, they they did do a good job in the house here, at, at least in Orlando, of capturing uh, the sets, uh, the visuals uh, from the movie. Uh, and they, you know, I know they called it just a trailer, but honestly the trailer kind of has all of the big scenes, all the big moments in right. more or less chronological honor uh, through the movie. Um, so you definitely got uh, it well covered if, if you liked the uh, Horror Nights house. Um, my As someone who has seen the original many times, seen the original in a packed movie theater and seen what it could do to people, I would say, uh, try to see the original again. <laughs> and um maybe wait for this one to be available on peacock
1: cool uh, so i'm very hyped for five nights at freddy's did they show you yes anything? we okay. did
0: get to see an extended trailer of Hi- five nights at freddy's mm-hmm. with uh, some behind the scenes footage uh we also got a video introduction to the whole uh, event by uh, jason blum uh we got uh, some swag we got um uh, freddy fazbear t-shirts oh, uh at, yes. as we exited um, so I I am hyped for Five Nights at Freddy's. I have not played the games, but I've actually watched videos of people playing the games, yes. which I <laughs> I know is so Gen Z of me. Um, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, so why are they waiting so long to put it out? That's why I'm so mad about it. I want to see it now, not yeah. October 27th.
0: Yeah, they're really pushing it. Uh, uh, I, we did get, though, a little tease in that they have in CityWalk through the end of halloween horror nights they've got a photo op uh uh it's a blumhouse immersive photo ops um and the coolest thing about these they are hidden in this space uh that is basically a storage space inside the structure of city walk yeah between pat o'briens and um uh fat tuesdays and i swear i have not been in that space since it was under construction back in like 1998. Like, it's what they
1: call like the promenade or, or something yeah call. but yeah. it's
0: like raw like you can see the insulation foam sprayed on the inside of the ceiling like no one's meant to be in there and i i can't believe that they're actually using that as a guest facing location no but that, uh, so it's worth going man, and yeah. checking it out it's free to do yeah. uh it's open i think opens around four o'clock in the afternoon and should be open uh pretty much I think there's one day like the 26th where it's not going to be open but other, otherwise it should be open more or less every night and uh check it out just to get to see the inside of CityWalk
1: yeah the <laughs> uh the black phone one because they also have those at HHN Hollywood yes the black phone photo op is my favorite so it's definitely worth a bit. Yes,
0: uh, unless you are sensitive to flashing black light. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, if that freaks you out, stay away. I kind of like the Exorcist photo op that's mm-hmm. tilted on its side. Yes. So you stand and it makes it look like you're floating up out of the Your bed. Your picture
1: came out so good. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's always hard to close a nose like it's that. Very, it's I'm very one. difficult. I feel so awkward. I super awkward. It, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyway, um, without any further ado, before we just go on talking about our weeks, uh, (laughs) let us jump right into the news in the queue. All right, we're going to start off at the Disney parks. If you are a parent and you are thinking of taking your kids to the Walt Disney World or Disneyland Resort uh, sometime in late 2023 or early 2024, you're going to want to know about these discount ticket offers. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen, seen kids ticket pricing at the disney parks that was this good uh this is i was uh,
1: surprised there was a lot all at once
0: yeah this is basically um almost half off uh tickets for kids uh starting october 24th um for disneyland you can get a ticket for kids uh ages three to nine for as low as fifty dollars a day um, and you can upgrade these to Park Hoppers or, or Genie Plus. Um, these are good uh, between January 8th and March 10th of 2024. Um, they've also, at Disneyland, extended the window at which you can book uh, park reservations and um annual pass reservations out to 180 days in advance, uh, before it was like three months. Yeah. So this is, uh, if you wanna plan a trip for the spring of uh, 2024, uh, and you've got kids, uh, this is the time to plan a Disneyland trip for sure.
1: Absolutely. This next one uh, made me a little sad. <laughs> uh, they are adding some attractions to Genie Plus at Disneyland and uh right now uh little mermaid is one of my favorites not only is it a people feeder attraction but i just mm-hmm. think it's a really good dark ride and for the most part most of the time i could walk on it
0: yeah Usually. uh or sometimes yeah.
1: rare it gets that 20 30 minute wait but it is just a great way to just like sit down that's my air conditioning break and it is a good ride you know it's not just a a means to waste time or whatnot, but that is going to be added to Genie Plus and I am yeah. upset.
0: I, I, this is a good news, bad news situation. On the one hand, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which was uh, an upcharge, uh, individual lightning lane, uh, and it was at one time a virtual line, but that went away real quick, uh, now is going to be part of Genie Plus. So... Um, that might be good if you're the kind of person who's going to buy Genie Plus anyway, but I I really don't think anyone needs Genie Plus on Little Mermaid. That was, uh, you know we can see head to head what wait time standby wait times are like at uh, the Walt Disney World version of this ride versus the Disneyland version of the mm-hmm. ride. Both have uh same capacity, but you see much much longer standby waits at the Disney world version, uh, because it has genie plus. And, uh, this was always a reliable one that, you know, if you wanted to get out of the heat, if you didn't want to wait in line for a long time, uh, you know, you could most of the time walk on Mm -hmm. most, you know, at most 15 minutes, uh, and that's, that's probably going to change. Uh, the only thing I can hope is that most people are smart enough not to use their Genie Plus on that attraction so that it doesn't greatly inflate the standby Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, I fear though, it's going to be sort of like Monsters Inc. Uh, once Monsters Inc. was added to Genie Plus, I haven't gone on it in so long because it used to be, I, I love that ride, you know, superstar limo, all that, but it's really hard to get on because the standby is long and that queue is like in the blazing sun. So yeah, yeah. Pro,
0: pro tip for Monsters, Inc. Uh, that, yes, Genie Plus ruined that standby queue. So ask if they are giving out buddy passes. They don't mm-hmm. have a sign for a single rider line like they do at other rides. But if you ask for a buddy pass, uh, if you're like a couple or even like two people with a little kid, they'll let you cut to the back and stick you in the back row of a taxi. So uh, that's pretty much the only way I do that anymore. Right. Um uh if you also if you are an annual pass holder at disneyland check out uh disneyland.com or the disneyland app for the magic keys extras unlocked portal that was a big mouthful
1: Um, Yeah, um, i'm a little (laughs) confused by this because they've already had the magic key portal so now this is new I, i will say they already do a good job at letting us know about all the freebies if you just follow them On Instagram, you know, they gave out the Magic Band Plus. They did those Haunted Mansion trading cards. So I'm not exactly sure how this will streamline it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is basically uh, just sort of a new way to hype some of the little bonuses and extras that Mm -hmm. uh, you might not be aware of. um, Such as there's going to be a uh, holiday uh, magic shot and a complimentary tote bag in November. Uh, And they are also doing a popcorn bucket that you can get $1.75 refills for a limited time. Uh, I always like how Universal, once you buy a popcorn bucket, you can refill that for pretty much eternity.
1: Right. Uh, But,
0: you know, Disney, it's for a limited time. Um, But those are uh, coming out while supplies last. In January, oh so yeah, keep... and if
1: you want to get the tote bag, those lines are usually insane. I say I'm going to go try to do it, and then it usually they have the uh, silly symphonies where the redemption is that line mm-hmm. goes so long. Uh, people love their free stuff, but you know yep. I got Magic Band Plus, which is they're selling for like sixty five dollars. Yeah, just for walking in a store. So
0: yeah, that's that was definitely worthwhile if you mm-hmm. got in on that deal. Um, hopping over to the East Coast at Walt Disney World, uh, they have some different uh, discounts for kids. Uh, What they are doing starting November 14th is a new family vacation package where you get 50% off the regular price for theme park tickets and dining plans for kids ages three to nine. uh, If you buy a full-priced four-night, four-day travel package uh, with select room at a select Disney Resort, Tickets and a dining plan. Uh, you have to do the math real carefully mm-hmm. on these. Um, anytime that they are throwing in uh 50% off or a free dining, um that is uh without being able to get any of the other discounts. And depending on who you are, what kind of discounts you're eligible for, you might be better off with another discount. Great reason to work with a travel agent like MEI or Mouse Fan who can Absolutely. help you walk through those options, but Uh, If you aren't eligible for another discount, this could be a a really valuable one.
1: Absolutely. 24 is going to be a time of big changes, which I feel like makes it even more valuable to use a travel agent. We have the dining plan returning. They're also running that $1,000 Disney dining promo card offer with Mm -hmm. non-discounted packages. There's kind of a lot to decipher, which you're right. You have to really go over the map to see what makes sense for you and if you're actually going to save money.
0: Uh, and this, uh, package is valid, uh, for most nights, March 3rd through June 30th. Um, so I think the interesting thing is that, uh, we are seeing discounting, uh, earlier and deeper than we had seen for a while, you know, even pre pandemic. Um, we saw the results of a, a very soft travel season this summer across uh, all the Disney parks. We ha- we have noticed some uptick in this last month. Uh, obviously, the Halloween season has brought people out of the woodwork. And uh, wait times, like I saw Disneyland uh, were like way above expectations this week. I will say
1: last, well, I was at Disneyland, I guess last week for the Villa opening, mm-hmm. I have never in my mm-hmm. life as a regular visitor seen it so busy. I lasted maybe a half hour in the park and then I was like, hey, I'm going to just hang out at the Disneyland hotel. It was the busiest I have seen it and I've heard, yeah. I usually stick to weekday visits. I have friends that went over the weekend and they were like, Oh my God, this is insane. So I was definitely yeah. kind of surprised to see all the offers for Disneyland with how busy and park reservations have been fully booked. I, so. I,
0: I feel like Disney, uh, especially in Disneyland, overcorrected. Uh, they gave very deep discount for mm-hmm. Southern California locals to buy tickets in the fall. I think they were really spooked by how quiet this, the summer was. Right. And as soon as you had the combination of the Southern California discount tickets, the uh, opening of the blockouts uh, for uh, local pass holders um i and plus all the halloween stuff coming in i think that they're just like uh yeah they might have overcorrected a little uh and now they've got too many people but um these offers like i said are are good uh through the spring even into june um so uh i think they are looking maybe at uh next spring and early summer also uh maybe they think that's going to be soft too so take advantage of these deals if you can um also in disney news uh speaking of halloween if you are still in the mood to celebrate halloween you haven't been Halloweened out yet head on over to disney springs where freeform hulu and disney plus are teaming up for some family friendly entertainment every weekend through the end of this month
1: it's funny you say that. I today I woke up and I was like, God, we've been celebrating Halloween since August. <laughs> I, put a, I put on a holiday album, the instant Christmas album.
0: Yes. And
1: I was like, I just need a little change of change and, of scenery.
0: And you're going to be sick of Christmas before Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh, so if uh, if the if you happen to see a uh, jack o' lantern with a DJ in it, very uh, cool. rolling through, uh, you have not gotten a hold of some bad Halloween candy that really is happening <laughs> uh, uh, yes uh, a giant pumpkin DJ um, heading through the Disney uh, marketplace over at Disney Springs uh, there's also a backdrop celebrating goosebumps that you can take pictures in front of uh, coming that's out an-
1: Friday and I'm so pumped
0: October 13th perfect yep. day um, you've got you're going to have zombies uh, roaming around uh, the zombie drummers um, and they are going to be performing in Town Center uh, on the weekend, starting around six p.m. Uh, there's also stilt walkers, acapella singers, um, all sorts of stuff uh, happening all over Disney Springs, uh, celebrating the 31 Nights of Halloween.
1: Yes, lots of good holiday treats there too, so you can do a little dining and rolling around Uh, i love when they have the strolling entertainment like the pianist uh, like this dj so cool
0: yep if you are uh looking for a family friendly halloween experience and you cannot get tickets to uh mickey's not so scary uh you want something that is 100 percent free even the parking uh this is something affordable that you can do absolutely Uh, Next up, uh, in more Disney news, uh, they have announced the 2024 through 2025 Global Disney Ambassadors. Uh, They have selected, uh, we previously did an article about the Walt Disney World Ambassadors, uh, but now they have selected uh, and announced the two Goodwill Emissaries uh, representing each resort uh who are going to be heading around the world to share disney magic with guests and inspiring hope in local communities
1: yes this is such a fun gig i love following them on social Mm -hmm. media just to see what they get up to they get to travel a bunch and they're just such you know if you ever met them they're just just like joyful and passionate people about whatever their home resort is you know whether it's alani or disneyland paris
0: absolutely um dream job for uh any cast member and uh these folks um come from everywhere from uh disneyland and walt disney world tokyo paris alani everything in between um their jobs don't officially start until the first of january but they are going to be training with the 2022-23 ambassadors uh to hand the torch uh until the end of the year um there are uh, a lot of interesting people with interesting backstories and interesting names that I will completely mangle if I try pronouncing all of them. (laughs) So Um, what I'm going to
1: do, because I loved reading each of their bios because their journeys and what they do, you know, some are in entertainment, uh, ride ups, and just to kind of see what their Disney story is. I thought was really fascinating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Head to attractions magazine. Uh, We've got all of their uh, pictures and their biographies there. Uh, And the interesting thing is how they came from such a diverse variety of backgrounds, not just, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, geographical or cultural or ethnic backgrounds, but also like career paths. Um, So it's, you know, just like uh, anyone can cook, anyone can be an ambassador, (laughs) you know, Um, (laughs) exactly. Um, So yeah, head on over uh, to uh, our, um, attractionsmagazine.com or our on our youtube page uh we've got a video of the ceremony uh introducing the walt disney world ambassadors at epcot um it's kind of moving so check it out and next up we are heading away from the disney parks to bush gardens tampa bay uh and the bush parks have been on a roll with roller coasters mm-hmm. recently and they are adding another one to their collection um uh phoenix rising is going to soar above the serengeti Plain starting in spring of 2024 with a rather unique uh family friendly swinging inverted roller coaster uh coming to the pantopia section of the park
1: this is really cool i love that it's family friendly it's uh Mm. if you've ever been on the dragonflyer the vakoma at dollywood it's the same kind of idea. It's the suspended coaster that swings. The minimum height requirement is pretty good. So a lot of the family can go on it.
0: Yes. Uh, here are the stats. Uh, this is a B and M, uh, maximum speed of 44 miles per hour. Uh, track length of 1,831 feet. And like you said, minimum height requirement, only 42 inches. Pretty good. Uh, so this is a great one for, uh, you know, maybe not toddlers, but uh, grade school kids and tweens. Uh, perfect for them. Um, this uh, is the replacement for the Sand Serpent Coaster, uh, mm-hmm. which is a uh, aging... <laughs> it is... Uh, I I believe if I have my uh, park history right, uh, this is an old Wild Mouse roller coaster uh, that was permanently retired. Uh, we've got a, a video of uh, from closing on our YouTube, um, but uh, I think that originally this was called the Wild Izzy, and it was installed at Busch Gardens Williamsburg uh, to celebrate the nineteen ninety six Olympics in uh, Atlanta. Wow. I I I'm. Should, uh, fact check me with RCDB, but uh, that I'm sticking to that story. Anyway, it was definitely long past its prime, and I gotta say, the idea of a family-friendly inverted roller coaster that swings freely from side to side reminds me of my other favorite all-time bush gardens roller coaster from williamsburg the big bad wolf yes Uh, so if
1: this
0: this is going to feel a little like the big bad wolf except with your feet dangling i am all for it
1: yes this is exciting uh you know we've seen them adding some super thrilling rides so this is like very tame compared to what else has been going on there
0: yeah and uh even though that this is uh, relatively uh, less intense than some of their other coasters, it is going to have a Busch Gardens first. It will be the park's first coaster with onboard board audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have a custom soundtrack to enhance the experience. Uh, if you are as about, excited about this as we are, uh, you want to know that pass holders are going to have the first Chance to get early ride access when this opens up in spring of 2024. All right, so uh, check out bushgardens.com/tampa for more information about this upcoming attraction. And speaking of yeah. upcoming <laughs> Bush Gardens attractions, in my uh, my original um, uh, the part the first park I ever worked at. Bush Gardens Williamsburg is getting a, a new coaster in 2024 that is the rebirth of an old coaster. Um, Loch Ness Monster uh, is going underwater uh, real soon, as of October 31st, uh, but it will reemerge in 2024 as Loch Ness Monster The Legend Lives On. And I'm so so happy that they are restoring this classic instead of uh, letting her just die.
1: I know, I, and I love the. If you're looking at the article, I love the artwork. <laughs> it got me hyped. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, so, in case you do not know, this is a classic Arrow double looper. I believe it was the first attraction with an interlocking double loop, where uh, the one uh, upside down section mm-hmm. goes through the middle of the other. Uh, makes for amazing photos especially on the rare occasions where they uh, time the trains so that they can interlock uh it has been around since 1978 uh wow. so good chance it is older than most of the people listening to this podcast um it is i think it might have been the first upside down roller coaster i ever went on as a oh, little I love kid that. and uh and i used to when i worked at the park uh it was one you know between that and big bad wolf i would go back and forth having to ride every single time would not ride drakenfire every single no. time <laughs> for sure but this one um so uh it is you know it's it's an old arrow looper it's it's gotten it's aged uh so they will shut down on october 31st um but the reimagined loch ness uh promises to have a lot in common with the original um Smoother, safer, more modern, but uh, it is still going to take um, riders through the same area, uh, along the same signature path, um, but it's going to have 900 feet of all new track added to it uh, to enhance the experience. Uh, and uh, my favorite part is that they are adding glimpses of the Loch Ness monster herself to the ride. We've never gotten this. Loch Ness, she's always been implied uh, in the attraction, uh, you know, but uh, now we're going to get a glimpse of something monstrous lurking beneath the water uh, as you go down the first drop, and then uh, when you go into the spiral tunnel, into the helix, uh, we're now going to come face to face with the monster inside her lair uh so i'm very (laughs) very very excited uh to experience this and i'm also really excited that uh since i'm going to be there this weekend uh i'm going to be doing bush all day and all night on saturday and i will definitely be getting in some daytime and nighttime last rides on the original nessie so fun very excited. Um, uh, they are doing this in preparation, uh, getting ready for 2025, which is going to be the park's 50th anniversary. Wow. Uh, really exciting. Um, and uh, of course, like we mentioned with the other Bush Park, um, getting an annual pass will get you first in line to uh, ride the new Loch Ness Monster and all their other new attractions. So bushgardens.com Williamsburg is the link to check out. All right, moving a little further up the Atlantic coast, uh, our good friend Ricky Briganti was out at Hershey Park and sent us a really wonderful detailed review of Dark Nights, uh, is back for its second Halloween at Hershey Park. I know you got to check this out mm-hmm. last year, right? Um,
1: yes, I did, and I loved it for a first year. I was super impressed. Um, still trying to get there for this year, but I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. my sister got to go and check out the okay. display, all the houses, and her thoughts were exactly in line with Ricky's review on attractions. Excellent. The excellent. new house is excellent. That's yes. Unanimous voices i have heard is it's so good
0: yes so uh ricky was kind enough to uh film uh this new house uh called anti-mortem's abattoir uh which is themed after a pig farm uh which uh turns into a human farm um and uh you get to play the little piggy um, yeah, I so, love
1: uh, anything that's like a butcher shop or a slaughterhouse as a the theme right. of a house. It's just so much detail that they can do with it, and it this looks fabulous.
0: Yeah, shout out to Meats Meats, uh, vintage yeah. Halloween Horror <laughs> Nights. Um, so yeah, this really looks like um, a house on the quality that you would see at a Universal or a Knott's Berry Farm. Um, and uh, like I said, we've got a, a great uh, POV walkthrough. Um really aggressive performers uh, who are very interactive. They're not just stuck in a boo hole, hitting a button. Right. Uh, So, and uh, they've also brought back the houses that debuted last year with a few tweaks. Um, And Ricky mentions uh, that they originally had to have these uh, actor-driven prologues, these little pre-shows that they have gotten rid of. Uh, I assume you got to see it with these pre-shows last year, uh, so how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I like the pre-show because it was a good way to pace mm-hmm. people. Uh, and I just thought it was fun. I love the coal mine was one of my favorite ones last year. And I heard it's even better this year. So I think they had to do it because now admission has changed this year. Dark Nights last year was a separately ticketed event. This mm-hmm. year it's included with all passes, day passes, uh, nighttime passes. Uh, I will say the one thing my sister did note was because of its inclusion she noticed a lot of parents like forcing their young kids into Uh, houses because they were like we bought the i'm sure their ration is you know she didn't ask them we bought the day ticket and this includes it so we have to do it have
0: to do it yeah we got to get our money's worth by scarring our kid for like really
1: startling because it happened like a lot but it was also enjoyable because kids are screaming their head off but i'm not sure about that
0: well i Am, am I right that last time there were portions of it that were accessible with a, a regular ticket? But uh, if you wanted to uh, do the houses themselves, those oh, were rats. all an yeah. upcharge. And I think I think gating yeah. them that way is maybe a good idea. Like, um, you know, you don't see, generally when you see a, a park that has a daytime and then a scary nighttime they usually clear the park or at least make Mm -hmm. some clear separation between those two um you know your sea worlds and your universals uh and having them blend and blur together uh maybe (laughs) uh yeah maybe gets more people through the houses but probably also leads to some complaints at guest services and some kids going to therapy afterwards yeah
1: i think it's interesting there Uh, especially hershey park it's such a weekend family park you know families go every single weekend as annual pass holders so Mm -hmm. i think that's what the problem was also i noticed last year friday nights were dead saturday nights were Mm. really busy so i think there had to be some sort of solution to get people to come maybe spread out their attendance i'm interested to to see how it goes uh i mean don't force your kids in a haunted house
0: please don't please unless
1: they want to go if they want to try yes
0: but but honestly, like, uh, yeah, there's like, and, and just because your kid really liked it last year or the year before, it's okay for them to not like it this year. You know, yeah. List, listen to your children. Uh, <laughs> as, says, as parenting say, experts. Says the man who is, you know, just has nieces <laughs> and nephews. Um, uh, well, okay. Let us forget about the haunted houses. Uh, who goes to Hershey Park for haunted houses? We go to Hershey Park for food. Yes. Uh, and uh, Ricky had a great report on the buffet a lot of the time these upcharge buffets uh, that they have at a special event um, you know you're paying for presentation you're paying for atmosphere um, you're not necessarily paying for food quality but it sounds like the food quality was there along with the entertainment value
1: absolutely uh, the scare actor interaction was over, overwhelmingly, I heard was really mm-hmm. great, good way to get some photo ops in. Uh, and also, you know, sometimes the lines at all these haunt events for snacks, foods in the night get so large. So I'm kind of a big fan of I'd rather eat before. Same with HHN, same with Knots. Go to like a pregame spot and eat a meal and then just enjoy yourself doing the activities. Yeah. I mean, I love trying seasonal food, but sometimes it's not realistic. And then you get that like hangry, your blood sugar drops, and it's like an hour to get a hot dog. So yeah. I oh, it,
0: as someone who has stood in line for over twenty <laughs> minutes to get a tin can full of ravioli, yeah, uh, I can I can say that like taking your food needs care of early on. It's kind of like a marathon, you know mm-hmm. these these nights at a, a Halloween event. You've got to kind of carbo load early on uh, to have some calories to to make it to the end of the night. Absolutely. Otherwise... I mean,
1: just plan that you're not going to eat. Like yeah. that's the realistic thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, but you can drink, uh, and they of course have uh, yes. a full selection of uh, upcharge alcoholic beverages too. Great photos from Ricky, and I—I I got a source. I've got a soft spot for any food that is shaped like an eyeball.
1: Yes, I, I saw it. Great photos
0: um they do have a tasting pass if you want to sample uh the specialty items that are around and if you are local and you're planning on coming back more than once you can use that special that tasting pass spread it out over multiple nights uh believe it or not apparently this toxic pizza even though it looks kind of nasty apparently it tastes pretty good
1: hey and that's a nice little solid one and done you know you'll be full from that it's great yep. um, yeah
0: that'll sit with you um <laughs> Uh, and if you are, uh, doing the park, um, and you've got a uh, little extra cash, uh, the hotel is not cheap, but the Hershey hotel is, uh, a great place to stay and, uh, you get a free Hershey bar, uh, Ooh, when you yeah. check in. There you go.
1: My favorite.
0: Um, I, if I got a chance to visit this year, I think I would be, uh, all over this dark, uh, it's like a black ice cream cone mm-hmm. um it's like black cone with blood red uh dripping down it and then black ice cream i don't know if that's charcoal ice cream or what but
1: yeah if you go to hershey park the best place to pregame is chocolate town usa you have milton's
0: oh yes here
1: yes. they do really really cool inventive and you don't even in- need chocolate
0: a park ticket to nope. go in there it's right outside the oh, entrance yep all right, uh, well, for more information, uh, head on over to attractionsmagazine.com uh, and read Ricky's really, really detailed review. Thank you so much for that, Ricky. Um, and uh, in other theme park Halloween news, if you are out in SeaWorld San Antonio, you can join their inaugural Howl Scream Zombie Walk on Friday the 13th, Show up in costume, uh, and you can join the Creature Crawl from the Nautilus Theater through the Scream territories, or what they call their scare zones. Uh, and if you make it all the way to the end, you'll be rewarded with a Zombie Walk medal.
1: I want to do this so bad. Have you ever heard of this before? Because I, ha- I I haven't, I don't think.
0: I, I Actually, yes. Uh, we used to do, this is going back 15... 15- almost 20 years we used to do annual zombie walks um zombie crawls first uh around winter park and oh. then um we started doing when spooky empire uh first started doing their conventions uh down here uh in uh on i drive uh we did zombie walks up i drive um, to the convention um Going back a long, long time. Yeah, there's there's nothing like seeing a hundred people all <laughs> dressed in you know, rotting clothes with their flesh dripping off and blood staggering along the sidewalk with tourists driving along I Drive, just <laughs> trying to figure fun. out what the heck is going on yeah uh, well, it's always like a good time this is,
1: yeah, this is positioned almost like an in-park 5k like dollywood does it in park 5k where like there's a map yeah. of the route you get a medal like this is so cool i wish some other places would do this and this is free i would pay to do this so cool
0: uh now i assume that these are um supposed to be romero uh walking zombies slow zombies um, mm-hmm. you know these are not uh fast zombies um like uh like uh 28 days later so um there i don't think there's a prize for uh for finishing first (laughs) but there are going to be prizes for the best and most creative costumes and makeup so uh if you are interested in participating in this it takes place friday october 13th of course starts at 6 45 pm you have to pre-register in advance uh and the spots are limited um if you do get uh uh chosen for the registration um, you will get not only that commemorative medal but also free admission to hallow scream that night um, but uh, you must participate you can't just show up and watch um, you have to arrive at their ports of call gate uh, at the scheduled time ready to go and here's the key thing no masks and no props uh, and no bags so you wear a costume do makeup um, but uh, you can't uh, bring any severed limbs um, (laughs) and you can't uh, have a rubber mask on it has to be makeup Um, so if you are interested in this uh, we have the link on our website attractions magazine it's a very very long link Uh, uh, but uh, you can head on over to seaworldparks.com Look up SeaWorld San Antonio for more information about their Hello Scream event.
1: Fun.
0: Yeah, you got to participate in one of these someday. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we've got some sad news coming in from Legoland, California. One of that park's original attractions, the Fairy Tail Brook Boat Ride, is going to be saying goodbye at the end of october
1: yeah i haven't had a chance to go on this yet but i have definitely looked through pictures and videos and the the ride vehicle boat is so cute and i love all the different iconic scenes from you know favorite cherished fairy tales Mm
0: -hmm. but i'm
1: excited to see what they do next we saw what they did uh in legoland florida so
0: yeah this is the uh legoland in carlsbad which is uh you know, it's not exactly close to Disneyland, but it's it's in the Southern California yeah. area. Um, and uh, this was the first uh, Legoland in, in the United States. It opened up back on March 20th, 1999. And this, is, this was one of those uh, opening day attractions. Um, and they're kind of cheeky uh, to recreate scenes from um, Snow White... Uh, along with some other non-Disney fairy tales like uh, Hansel and Gretel and Jack mm-hmm. and the Beanstalk, uh, Three Little Pigs, Little Red Riding Hood um, in these kind of miniature scenes um, reminds me uh, a bit of the uh, Storybook Land canals, uh, yes. except on a, a somewhat larger scale. Um, also reminds me a lot of some of the walkthroughs that they have in European parks like Efteling and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not very musical, no, yeah. Yes, no big special effects. Uh, I think the the ride it probably closest uh, to is Disneyland Paris's version of the storybook Land Canal mm-hmm. Boats. Um, but it's one of those, you know, kind of charming, slow, all ages rides that you can take an infant on. Um, and uh, it is being removed uh, in favor of future awesomeness. Uh, so <laughs> No hints exactly on what that awesomeness might entail, uh, but if you want to relive this attraction, uh, we have a link to a 360-degree video from uh, Legoland California on attractionsmagazine.com. And uh, you can find out more about visiting Legoland at legoland.com california. I have only made one trip to Legoland, California, and uh, I only had like half a day. So this was not on my agenda. Uh, I was more about riding the Dragon yes. Roller Coaster. <laughs> and uh, back then they had the Knights Challenge, which was the first KUKA Arm ride. It was yes. just a KUKA Arm that stood still and flipped you around like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the reason I went out there. All right, uh, for our final bit of news in the queue, uh, the Brightline train has begun service between Orlando and South Florida. Uh, I was one of its opening weekend passengers, and I have written a guide you can, you can find at attractionsmagazine.com that will help you break down uh, whether it is a good idea uh, if you're going from Orlando down to Miami or West Palm Beach to take Brightline as opposed to either driving or flying.
1: Yes, I loved reading through. I know we discussed your experience a little bit mm-hmm. last week, but after seeing the pictures, it definitely just reminds me of European trail. Yeah. train travel. Uh looks like nice sleek vehicles. Uh but yeah, this is great and it's definitely something to consider and everyone has different needs when they're traveling around. I hate to drive personally. Mm-hmm. So, when I go between like my family in Fort Lauderdale or Orlando, sometimes I'll take that like cheap spirit flight. Mm -hmm. So I definitely would like to try this out because, you know, it might work.
0: Yeah. I think you might be the uh, ideal target audience Mm -hmm. for this because uh, if you are someone who loves to drive, you like the the privacy, the flexibility of your car, and you need to have a car at your destination, um, then I don't think Brightline is going to change your mind, Um, especially if you have a passenger in that car with you uh, and you have parking paid for wherever you are in Miami or Fort Lauderdale um then uh economically speaking brightline probably doesn't make sense but for someone like you um who is you know if you're given a choice between spending 4 hours white knuckling it on uh the turnpike Ooh. um you know Or uh, having to go through the hassle of an airport and checking in and going through security and probably the flight's going to be delayed um, versus just hopping on a train and just getting to go where you want to go and getting off and getting on with your day uh, and being able to get some work done while you're on the train. Mm -hmm. Um, If those things are important to you. Then it's it's really a no brainer. Um, It's funny how uh, you know on my Facebook feed, arguments over whether this is good or bad have like blown up, and you can see a very clear divide between the people it's meant for and the people it's not meant for.
1: Right, you have to remove yourself from the situation and look at it. Yeah, for what it is. Uh, I also think of international travelers. Me Mm -hmm. personally, I hate driving. I also won't drive in an international country, especially if I'm going to one where they drive on the other side of the road. And we know a lot of international people, especially yeah. Europeans, come to Central Florida, and maybe they want to go down to South Florida and do some days at the beach in Fort Lauderdale. So mm-hmm. another great clientele.
0: Yes, I you know I kind of walk you through the whole experience. We've got video uh, and everything uh, from the station to the onboard experience, and then at the end of this article, I kind of break down uh, you know who is this for, what are the use cases, and. I I mentioned that one of the best cases for this is uh, if you are a European, uh, Mm -hmm. you're one of these Brits who comes for 14 or 21 days to Florida on vacation, um, take a few of those days and um, take this train to see South Florida, Mm -hmm. see the beaches, see historical sites, see the art and the culture in South Florida. Um, this is, you know, because if you're, if you're from, from Britain or Europe, you're probably very used to taking trains, uh, and right. you know that they're safe and reliable and, um, you know, but definitely a, just a much better mental health experience than trying to drive mm-hmm. a rental car there oh. or yeah. dealing with the airport to get there um it's not the cheapest it's never going to be the cheapest way to go i wish it was a twenty dollar fare or a fifty dollar fare
1: it's not but you know Um, when we take the Eurostar to go from london to paris that's like 300 round trips sometimes yeah it fluctuates just like air travel uh but i'm curious to see what kind of like marketing they're doing to um the uk i know that Orlando tourism and Disney, they have their own, you know, arm in the UK because Mm -hmm. of how many people come over. So I'm, so I'm curious how they're approaching that because I'm sure it must be a target audience. Um, there,
0: there, there are two things that are kind of missing from the bright line right now. Um, one is, uh, a good way for people to get to the Orlando station, which is at the airport to Mm -hmm. the attractions. Um, it is in the future plans to extend the line all the way to Tampa And, uh, you know, Disney and Universal were going back for years over where the stop in Orlando would be. Uh, For a while, it was supposed to be down at Disney Springs. Now it looks like it's going to be basically right next to the Epic Universe campus, uh, which would be a big win for Universal. Uh, And then eventually going all the way to Tampa. Um, And then on the other end, uh, you know, if you're taking a cruise, um, you can get to... um, west palm um you can get to miami uh and it's a very short uber ride from those stations Mm -hmm. to the cruise ports where you can't get to unfortunately is port canaveral uh it literally comes right out to coco right within you know uh, right across the causeway from port canaveral cruise port and then makes a hard right without ever stopping um, so I know that there is discussion uh, over the cities right there arguing over exactly where they should put a station. Mm-hmm. I hope they finally decide and make it uh, because uh, for me, a great use case would be to take a train to a cruise, uh, especially, um, you know, for me personally. But also if you're coming down, and you want to do a theme park vacation and a cruise vacation at of Port Canaveral without having to spend the exorbitant charge, they charge for parking at Port Canaveral. Um, That, that could be fantastic.
1: Yeah. I think that's Um, a great idea. I mean, especially if you're going to be not having a rental car and like lifting or Ubering to your Disney resort, then coming mm -hmm. back to the airport, you'd be going back there anyway to take the bus. Mm -hmm. I still take a train. It's easier.
0: Yep. And, and, you know, um, even if, even if on the individual basis, it is uh, more expensive. It's not, it's not going to be cheaper than right. some of these alternatives. You also have to think about uh your what your what it's costing you in terms of carbon footprint. Um, you know, it's right. way way more uh ecologically, um, sound to be taking a train versus a a personal car, and um, just peace of mind and uh, and ease of you like taking the bright line they announced the train was there. The doors open. We walked on the train, the doors closed. We started moving. It wasn't like 20 minutes of we've got to do safety announcements and prep, and we've got a security check and that, which just you get on and you go, oh, and then you get off yeah. and get on with your day. Um And it's, it's just, uh it's worth paying a little extra just for the lack of hassle, at least for me, it is.
1: Absolutely. And I think also, you know, for international guests, I personally mm-hmm. feel very comfortable taking the train, not from a safety standpoint, I do mm-hmm. that too, but how easy it is to use. And I feel yeah. like this well, is also that too. Yep.
0: So if you want to know more about Brightline and how it might fit into your vacation plans in Orlando, please uh, read this article, because um, I spent a lot of hours on it. Yes.
1: <laughs> I love it. I read it already. so everyone... All right.
0: Thank you. Now everyone else has to. All right. Well, Um, That about wraps up the news in the queue. Uh, Before we get to this week's main attraction, it is time for us to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at MEI Travel.com.
1: It's time for the main attraction!
0: And for this week's main attraction, I'm going to let Carly take it away because she wrote this article. She got to attend the Villas at Disneyland Hotel grand opening. I am super jelly, so (laughs) I am going to let you tell us all about your overnight stay in uh, the first new hotel tower to open at Disneyland Resort in 14 years.
1: Wow. Long time. Yeah. So this is the Discovery Tower. I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but I wrote a uh, first person point of view review uh, for attractions. I stayed in. So there's several different levels. The duo is the smallest one. It has just a Murphy bed, which is really cool to to see how it's a little over 200 square feet but it felt kind of spacious just because you have that tucked away bed. It is more compact than the studios like that at uh, Riviera. So it is much smaller. I stayed in the next level up, which is called the deluxe studio. So this is just picture kind of like a traditional hotel room. You know, you have your queen bed, but extended. So it felt very comfortable. We have a uh, did a bunch I, of pictures. I was going to
0: say this: this is a tremendous amount of room for an Anaheim area hotel. Oh. Uh, you know, we've we've talked before about how the classic Disneyland hotel is very much of its time in terms of the footprint of the rooms and layout. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been redecorated over the years, but right. it's still an old, you know, mid-century uh, lay. You know, in terms of square footage, and this is much more generous in terms of just elbow room
1: absolutely and so this one is sleeps up to four i stayed there with a friend and it is plenty there was so much room like counter space uh obviously there's a murphy bed so you have those two queen beds there was a kitchenette that had all utensils and stuff and um disneyland hotel does room service so this is good if you want to do that there's no room to really cook but there's definitely enough room if you want to eat you know, take out or you do Uber Eats and whatnot. Yep. Uh, some points I love, I was in the Sleeping Beauty. The decor is integrated throughout the whole room, but it doesn't feel in your face. It's kind of that perfect meshing of it. it's bold with their choices, but it's also subtle. Uh, love the mirror. If you see the pictures mm. of it, the little light up mirror, the wooden etching around the television, uh, there's just so many details, you know, even the um, rug underneath the main bed has once upon a dream on it, but it's very mm-hmm. subtle. The uh,
0: I think my favorite little touch is these carved yes. uh, Mary Blair yes. style yes. Uh, symbols on the wall. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, you felt Mary Blair throughout the entire hotel. You'll see, especially when you go into the lobby, you know, you have that whimsical lobby mural They Mm. did a really great job of blending. There's Mary Blair. There's that mid-century modern furniture and colors, Mm -hmm. especially in the room. We have the turquoise, the yellow, but then also contemporary design elements. So it's kind of a unique blending where I felt like I was at, you know, like a new upscale hotel, Mm -hmm. but also with a lot of little nods to Disney yesteryear, which I love. I mean, they kind of really expertly did that, uh, The shower was amazing. It is a walk-in rain shower, beautiful tile work in there. If you see the closet, even that had some of the Sleeping Beauty detail. I mean, it was really the entire room. It kind of took me like a good first full day of looking around to kind of discover Mm -hmm. every little element.
0: Well, I I will say that this, you know, just in terms of the vanity space, uh, this looks like a big improvement over the standard Disneyland hotel uh, bathrooms.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because uh, those,
0: are, those are a bit cramped if you've got uh, more than one person trying to get ready.
1: Yeah, is... I, I recently stayed at the Disneyland Hotel with a girlfriend and I can confirm it is hard for <laughs> uh, two people to get ready. And um, I
0: also love uh, that we finally, finally have enough power outlets and USB ports uh, because oh my I feel God. like I yeah. am constantly fighting to find uh, enough outlets for all my devices when I'm yes. staying at these older hotels.
1: this was the first hotel that I've stayed in that had varying USB ports. So it wasn't just the, the, um, I get confused, USB-C, USB, whatever. It had normal standard American electrical ports, two different USB ports, and there was a lot of them. So we're charging magic bands, we're charging my Kindle, Mm -hmm. my phone, my laptop, uh, and my family, especially if this room fits four people, there should be enough ports and outlets for everyone to charge their devices. I also have to give a shout out to the thermometer. Uh, It was a true 65 degrees. Uh, Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. You could bring it down to 65 and it was really 65. I actually like iced myself out and woke myself in the- I I was was going to say,
0: I think I would would get hypothermia if I slept in a room that was 65 degrees.
1: uh, You know, I'm in hotels a lot and a lot of the time you can only bring it down to 68 and I swear that 68 is never a true 68. It's more like a 72- and after I'm theme parking all day, especially when it's hot, I just need to be cold. And a lot of these dated hotels, the rooms just don't ever We're, get cold. Here so,
0: in or- here in Orlando, we are finally getting a few days of fall. I uh, woke up this morning. It was 67 degrees. And are like, do we need to yes. put the heat on? <laughs> do I need a sweater? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. You're going to need a sweater if you ever share a hotel room with me because I make it very cold. And this was like the coldest hotel room I've ever stayed in uh i loved it it's just such a great just all the space is really great i'm excited for you to to see it next week
0: yes i'm i'm really excited to check it out um and i am hoping that maybe i can sneak into the hotel pool bar i understand that was not quite ready for you um right. but it, i haven't seen it does look gorgeous yeah
1: yeah the pool is great they're um Mid-century modern design extends to that as well. There is a lot of lounge seating, which I'm excited for. If you have stayed at the Disneyland hotel and been to the regular pool and the monorail pool, there's not a ton of room, you know, because those towers and Trader Sam's Mm -hmm. kind of enclose it into a small area and you got to kind of fight for seats or hope it's just not a busy day. Uh, This is going to add a lot of seating and so, you know, everyone at the hotel can use it, not just the villa guests.
0: That's really good news because uh, mm-hmm. I was afraid that this was going to be kind of like, you know, how you have um, uh, at the contemporary, uh, the DVC tower. You have, yes. have places where you can't mm-hmm. go uh, if you don't have a DVC card. And I was afraid that this was going to be restricted like that.
1: Yes. So. And there's also a brand new state of the art gym in the villas that anyone can also use. amenities, and those are kind of all off the first floor lobby, which is also where the bar is going to be. When I was there, it was fully behind a wall, so I couldn't Mm -hmm. even really see anything. Uh, But I do know that some of the uh, Trader Sam's guys are working on the bar program for that. So I hope it's open by the time we get to go there uh, because I'm curious to see what the cocktails will be.
0: All right. Well, uh, I will report back uh, after I'm there next weekend. And uh, hopefully I will be able to check it out. Um, If you want to check out Carly's article, it is at attractionsmagazine.com. We've got video of the opening ceremonies. We've got tour of the villas.
1: Um, watch the grand villa one because it is the coolest room ever
0: yeah and that i'm no watching that video is the closest i will ever get to that (laughs) room (laughs) but it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing hey if you can afford it go for it and Mm -hmm. uh invite us to come along please yes um so and if you uh want to plan a vacation uh like you said it is not just dvc members uh there are rooms available for uh, purchase to the or rent for the general public, uh, and MEI and Mouse Fan mm-hmm. Travel can help you plan that.
1: You're going to want to use them because I tried. It's very limited stock for non-DVC, and mm-hmm. I tried going on the website to look up some prices, and you know there are a lot of them are sold out. So you're going to want to go yep. through a travel agent for sure.
0: Yep. Uh, well, before we wrap this up, we're going to take a look back at some of comments we got. Um uh, cindy bingham checking in to say yeah. good afternoon to everyone feeling better. yes great to see you cindy and random vids and games just saying hey Thanks. uh michael bingham chiming in on legoland he spent all those years growing up in san diego but never visited uh excited what's coming to the park uh yes i'm excited to find out what is coming there and michael also commented Uh, that the villas at Disneyland Hotel look amazing. Uh, I hope you get to see it in March. Um, uh, And that you get to go back to your home away from home, especially Goofy's Kitchen.
1: (laughs) PB&J Pizza. (laughs)
0: Enjoy. Um, All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. And thank you to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, we want to remind everyone, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on whatever social media platform you are using this week. Carly, where can folks find you on the socials?
1: Yes, I'm on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on Twitter X at Carly Caramano.
0: I am on all the platforms at S Kuberski and you can find my books, the new 2024 editions at the unofficial yes. And until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>